God made man, but he used the monkey to do it. Apes in the plan, we're all here to prove it. I can walk like an ape, I can talk like an ape, I can do what monkeys do. Well, God made man, but a monkey supplied the groove. Hey, monkeys, what's up? Uncle Silverback here. You're listening to the Armed Ape Podcast. Today is Sunday, the 13th of March, 2011. On today's show, we're going to have a couple reviews. I'm going to do a mini review of a movie that I just finished up watching called Frozen. Uh, That was actually directed by a guy, Adam Green. You may know him from the movie Hatchet, uh, which came out a couple years ago. Um, Let's see. What else are we going to talk about? Oh, uh, first off, let me start off by kind of giving an apology to Ken, who sent in uh, his review last week uh, in the editing process. I didn't have a couple of things lined up uh, the proper way, so unfortunately, part of his review got uh, kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of talked over. It overlapped a little bit, so hopefully it wasn't too bad. I did feel bad about that, so I wanted to say sorry, Ken, about that. Uh, if you guys want to uh, send in reviews, uh, send in questions for the show, uh, anything like that, you can do so a couple of different ways. Uh, we've got the voicemail, which would probably be the easiest way, and that's 206-339-3266. And even if, uh, like how Ken did last week, if you wanted to do a couple of different uh, call-ins, because if you think maybe it's going a little uh, too long, I can easily splice them in, you know, so that way you don't if you thought it went on a little bit too long and you thought maybe you're going to get cut off by the by the voicemail because sometimes you get cut off and it doesn't know so um it seems like it used to be that the thing was about five minutes and it would could cut you off but i've had people that have given me stuff that you know seven eight nine minutes so uh, but you know if if you wanted to be safe about it probably I, i wouldn't go more than maybe about probably eight minutes or so uh, and then and again you can just call back and say hey, this is part two of the review uh, also if you guys uh, oh did i give that voicemail number oh anyway let me go ahead and drop that in that's uh, 206-339-3266 again that's 206-339-3266 if you wanted to do just a regular email and i can either read it for you uh, read what, what you've written for the show, or if you want to do kind of like a shout-out, of course, you can do that with the voicemail as well. Uh, or if you wanted to do an MP3 and attach it or a WAV file or whatever and attach it to the to the email, I can go ahead and take care of that for you as well. Uh, you can send that to thearmedape at gmail.com. Again, that's all going to be one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. I'd also like to take this time to uh, thank a bunch of you guys that have gone and done the reviews over on iTunes or and done the ratings. Uh, if you haven't done it, I'd really appreciate it if you could go over there and just leave a, a little review. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a long one, uh, but something that's written rather than just a rating. I think the more kind of written stuff we get, uh, hopefully maybe that'll give us a little bit more exposure. Uh, and what that will allow us to do is we can have a bigger pool to to be able to choose from or to draw from, I guess, not necessarily choose from, but to draw from when we're doing reviews or if there's questions about anything. Uh, also, if you guys have a product, again, that you're looking at buying um, or uh, something that you've maybe had like a real negative experience with, you know, go ahead and send those in because everything, again, everything helps. 
Um, let's see. So let's go ahead and uh, let's drop in uh, the first review, and that's going to be with uh, with Brad, and he's doing a review on XS Big Dot Sites. Hey, Tony, it's Brad from West Michigan. Hey, I wanted to send in a review of uh, some new gun sights I picked up for my uh, my Glock 23. Uh, when I bought my Glock, uh, it came with the stock factory uh, sights, not even not the night sights, just regular plain Jane Glock sights, and um, which I guess were doing the job fairly well for me. But I was finding it kind of difficult to you know quickly acquire a, that front sight and get it lined up well. Um, for me, I don't have the best vision in the world, and I'm sure that that has something to do with it, along with the fact that I need to continue practicing. But um, I wanted to give myself every advantage that I could, and uh, I had read a lot of good things about these excess big dot sites. Um, so I wanted to give them a shot and see. They seem to be probably the best sites for, for my needs that I found out there. Um, I'm really focused on personal defense carry um, that, you know, that, that shooting range up to probably a, not any further than maybe 15 yards um, at best. And I wanted something that I could, uh, when, I, when I draw, that I could sight in quickly and, uh, and you know, as, as best as possible. But I also wanted them to be night sights too. So, um, after doing all the, you know, reading a bunch of reviews and stuff, these excess big dot um, sites, they're called 20, I think they call them excess big dot 24-7 sites. Um, you know, I'm really, I guess I could say I'm really pretty happy with them. Uh, the installation went really well. It went smoother than I thought. Uh, it was, it was uh, really easy to get the old sites off of my Glock, easier than I thought it was going to be. The front sight came off very, very easily. When you when you buy your excess big dot sights, it comes with um, a little wrench that uh, that's used, you know, for unscrewing that little, I guess it's a hex nut or whatever that they use in the front sight. And then it also on the other side of the when you uh, on the other end of the little wrench, you get a little um, kind of an Allen wrench. For use on this for screwing down the set screws on the new sights that you get, but you also get a punch for punching out the rear sight um, on Glocks. Uh, I don't know about other guns, but on Glocks at least, you know the rear sight kind of is is in that dovetail groove, and basically you just take a hammer and you take the punch they supply, and you just punch out that rear sight. And it did punch out relatively easy for me. Um, installing the new sights. For me, it was a breeze. Um, lining up the front sight was a piece of cake and just screwing on, you know, getting that screwed on. And then the rear sight, what I found the hardest, but it's because I'm kind of an anal OCD kind of a person, was getting it lined up. Um, the, the, the excess big dot rear sight is not as wide as the factory Glock sight, so it doesn't, so it leaves room for play from left to right. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't line up along the edges the way the factory sites pretty much do. And, of course, that caused me all kinds of problems. Uh, like I said, just because I'm an OCD freak and I need things to be perfect, 
and I had no really good way of measuring it. But and once you commit by you know once you commit to uh, where you place it, you put the Loctite on there. Once that stuff sets, you're kind of committed. So, needless to say, uh, it ended up going pretty well for me. I was able to line it up. Uh, I think uh, clearly enough to where I could be happy with where uh, how it's lined up. I'd actually watched a review or a, an installation video that uh, that gentleman from Tactical Response um, shows, and uh, him he installs a set of XS Big Dot sites on YouTube. And he says something along the lines of, you know, with the rear sight, you know, just get it centered, get it centered up pretty good. You don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. And that kind of gave me some odd relief that I didn't, that if I was a sixteenth of an inch or, you know, a hair off left or right, I didn't have to freak out about it. Um, I guess, you know, uh, as far as usability now, uh, I really like them compared to the factory sites. It's a great upgrade. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with XS Big Dot sites, basically, it, you kind of you just dot the eye is kind of what they say. The front sight is just a, a round dot, um, and the rear sight is kind of a, a nice, um, kind of a U-shaped, kind of a nice arc uh, shape to it with a line down the middle, and you just dot that eye so when you're aiming... Um, yeah, you just want that front dot to just line up right on top of that rear line, and you're good to go. Uh, the instructions, I believe, uh, the instructions say from 0 to 15 yards, I believe, you place the front dot directly on top of what you want to shoot, or what you're aiming at. And then from, I think the instructions say like 25 yards on out, you place the front dot just beneath where you're wanting to aim, where you're aiming or what you're wanting to shoot. Um, I'm not quite sure what you do with the 15 to 25 yard range, but but hey, they didn't say anything about that. But anyways, everything that I've shot uh, for personal defense use, to me it's been it, it's been great. Um, it's, it's, it's much easier to pick up a nice sight picture with it and get that sight alignment. Um, I can pick it up much faster. Than I was able to with the other sites, um, so I'm real happy with them. Um, they weren't cheap; they were 100. And, I want to say 120 dollars. Um, so they're they're certainly not the cheapest upgrade that you can get as far as um, sites go. Um, but you know, I hate to use the old cliche, but you know. What's it worth? What's your life worth to you? You know, if it means the difference of being able to get an accurate shot under stress, is it worth the money? You know, I, I'm not sure if that, if I should be using that in these circumstances. But needless to say, that's what they're doing for me. They're filling that need for me to be able to pick up um, and aim much faster and much more accurately, and I'm much more comfortable with these sights. So I guess they, I guess then they're worth the money that I paid. Um, yeah, I wish they were less, but say la vie. So hopefully this uh, review has helped somebody out there who's kind of thinking about picking up a set. Uh, just do some Googling on uh, XS, big, XS Big Dot Sites. Uh, take you to their website. They have some good videos on installation. They have some videos on the use of them. Um, the, they have a wide range of applications. So most likely your gun. They probably make a set for your gun. Um, 
I guess that's about it. Hopefully this was helpful. I really like them. Thumbs up for me. Thanks, Tony. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Okay, Brad. Thanks for that. You know, I've been wanting to get a pair of XS Big Dot sights for a long time. Uh, and I just haven't gotten around to doing it. Um, the gun that I would be putting it on would be my own Glock. It would be the Glock 17. Um, and then if I really liked them on that, I would probably get another set for... I also have a Glock 26, uh, which I like to carry uh, quite a bit. Although most of the time, uh, I do carry the uh, the Glock 17. Uh, I just I just like it. It's a little bit bigger, but I'm in a little bit more unique situation in the way that I can dress pretty much on a daily basis and stuff. And uh, uh, it conceals well on me. I'm not a, a great big giant of a guy, but I'm big enough to where I can have you know that full size 17 on me, and it's not a big deal. Uh, usually I carry uh, inside the waistband, so you know it, it doesn't really expose that much anyway. Um, I don't know whether I would, it, it sounds like it's pretty easy, and I think I've seen that video, I think the guy that uh, is James Jaeger is the guy that you're talking about, and I've seen his video on when he does that, so, but, and I'd always thought, well, if I do get one, I'll just, I'll have the um, uh, the gunsmith or somebody there just go ahead and do it for me, uh, but I may try it on my own, and we'll see. Now, one thing I will say about the XS uh, sights that I do like, and I've, um, I was looking a while back at getting a, um, a small Smith & Wesson, like a, a three, little 357, a little snub nose. And I know there's people out there that says, oh, you're crazy, you know, you'd never shoot that, uh, you know, 357 Magnums, you'll never shoot the, the full hot load in that. But, you know, I, I can shoot 38s in it all day long. Uh, and like I've, I've said on previous shows and, and you know, other, on my other show, Firearms Cafe, when I've talked about... Uh, this, but you know, getting a, a little snub nose revolver is that uh, you can always shoot 38s in a 357. You can't reverse it. Um, and if you're getting a gun that's designed for the 357 and you're shooting those 38s and 38 plus P's, it's easily going to be able to handle those pressures. Uh, but anyway, um, well, I had looked at one of the uh, Smith and Wessons. I think it was like, uh, oh, I, I they've got so many different model numbers and all that stuff that i can't remember off the bat uh, what it is but it was you know it's their small j frame uh like a 442 or something like that or maybe even been a 460 uh, whichever one's in was in 357 but anyway the the one that i looked at uh had the the back sight there really was no back sight on it it was just that notch uh and then the front sight was a big dot uh, and I think it maybe even had tritium in it. I don't know. But anyway, it was a big dot. And I remember I looked at that thing and I kind of brought it up, you know, to eye level to sort of see what the sight picture would be. And it, it literally, it was, your eye immediately goes to it. It's like a huge golf ball, uh, that, that looks up there. And uh, so it was real easy. It'd be real easy to kind of pick that side up. So, uh, again, it's probably a good idea that I, that I go ahead and get those right now on mine. On the again on the Glock, I'm just running the factory sights, uh, and and they're okay. You know the idea that I'm going to have to make a. Well, let me before I say this, the some of the criticisms of the big dot sight and the big dot system is that you lose a lot of effective 
stuff way down range so you know once you get past a certain amount and i don't you know i've heard even guys talk about well if i need to make that 100 yard shot well i want you to think about a 100 yard shot that's a football field away if you're a football field away and you're shooting at somebody there's uh, with a pistol you know i i don't uh i don't know but i i think anything up to maybe like that 25 yards and that's still 75 feet. That's that's still quite a while, quite a ways away. Uh, but you can still be, you know, what's kind of termed that combat accurate, meaning that if if somebody was coming at you, that you could probably get hits on the target. So you could probably hit him in the torso or something like that. Uh, again, though, when you're talking about self-defense stuff a lot of times it's going to be real close it's you know at the most it's going to probably be about like maybe 10 yards uh, and that would be probably if somebody was in your house uh, and you were shooting at them from across the room or across your living room things like that um, but anyway i guess all this is to say that i've i've always kind of been a, a fan of them i just haven't gotten around just through laziness i just haven't gotten around to to uh to getting one uh and i don't think the the um argument of you you lose accuracy you know on targets that are far away and maybe you do if you're just out there plinking but if you're going to be in self-defense situations which is what these are are designed for um you're not going to be taking a 75 or 100 yard shot now having said that there are people out there that if they practice with them they can make those long distance shots and i think the that same gentleman james jaeger uh, has a video up on YouTube where he's doing it. He's out at distances, and other people have done it as well. But he's out at long distances, and he's shooting them, and he's getting shots on the target. So, uh, but again, eh, you know, how realistic are you? Is it that you're going to be in a a life, a true life-threatening situation where you would actually be justified in firing shots at someone to where it's, you know, it's going to be that. 75 yard or 100 yard shot uh, I, I that I, I think that argument just kind of falls flat so if there is anybody out there though who has had experience good or bad with the um with the big dots with excess big dot sites uh, and i know they make them for uh rifles and i think they may even make them for shotguns so if anybody out there who's had experience with them uh go ahead uh call into the show or write in let me know what you think um, if you've got maybe some extra feedback for Brad or something like that, go ahead and send that in as well. All right, let's go ahead and let's hear from Eric. Hey, Tony, this is Eric with a slightly alcohol-induced movie review for the Arm Day podcast. I just finished watching Critters from 1986. It's a sci-fi horror comedy uh, mostly horrific. Uh, there is some comedic value for sure. Um, I've still got the, the rolling credits going here. This is one of those movies where if you've wanted to ever shout during the end credits, you go, wow, those are a lot of Chiodos, then, then this is the movie for you. And if you like, uh, what is it, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, you'll, you'll know the Chiodo brothers' name. This is in the same vein. If you've ever wanted to watch a craptacular version of uh, The Last Starfighter, this is it. And you immediately know, hey, they're setting up an obligatory action piece because here's a bunch of people that we haven't seen throughout the whole rest of the movie. Um, 
it's actually a whole lot of fun. I really did enjoy this movie purely from the, the, the cheese ball, oh my God, I can't believe I watched this aspect. Uh, not quite as crappy as Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Okay, not nearly as crappy as Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Um, but a whole lot of fun. Definitely nothing you could ever recommend to somebody with a straight face. So uh, a lot of fun. I got to give this one thumbs up. If you guys want a movie to just drink and enjoy and laugh at with friends, I wonder why are they locking themselves out of their house when they're inevitably going to have to run from the critters back into their house? This is the movie for you. So uh, thumbs up to Critters from 1986. I actually hope to make my way through all three sequels and be able to give you a review of the entire Critters saga. So I hope you guys enjoy, and we'll talk to you next podcast. How dare you speak ill of Santa Claus versus the Martians? What do you say, kids? that puts you in your place. You, sir, are one of history's greatest monsters, not liking Santa Claus versus the Martians. Uh, But, in all seriousness, probably only Eric, myself, and maybe Vince from the B-Movie cast is going to recognize that music. Anyway, getting back to the Critters review, you know, I saw that thing a long, long time ago, and I barely remember it. But uh, I think your review is probably, from what I remember, is pretty much spot on. Now, kind of all kidding aside, uh, with that Santa Claus versus the Martians, if you haven't seen it, I think you can, I think it may be a public domain movie, um, and you may, if not, and I think you may be able to see it on YouTube or Hulu or some of these other places like that. It is, uh, it's well worth watching at least once. Uh, it's, it is, though, it's one of those movies where it is so bad that it actually is good, and especially the part where... They go up to the North Pole and the kids are running from the polar bear. Uh, you can actually see the gap in between the, the guy in the bear suit and his costume. And it is a terrible, terrible bear suit. But uh, it's worth it just for that alone. You can see like where his gloved hand is. And then you can see like part of his arm. And then you see like the sleeve of the suit. Uh, but like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's well worth watching the movie just for that. So thanks for... Uh, sending in that review, I look forward to hearing some other critter goodness. Uh, although I don't know if you'll make it through the other two movies, I think those were pretty craptacular. All right, let's see. Uh, I did have a couple of messages from Ken over on Facebook, and he was talking about uh, that he may be. And hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag, but he may be uh, wanting to do a, a podcast of his own, get it started up. Uh, but And we'll kind of see how that goes. Hopefully he'll be able to do that. Uh, once he gets a little bit further down the road, we'll talk a little bit more kind of about that. I hope I can get him on and uh, kind of do a little bit of an interview for what he's going to be doing. Uh, but one of the things he had talked about and I had mentioned on, uh, I think, the last show was I was looking at upgrading my microphone. Uh, the one that I got now is just, it's it's really terrible. I have to kind of speak louder and I really have to work with it a lot and do a lot of stuff in post-production. 
uh, to, to get it just to where it doesn't sound like total garbage. And I know the sound is, can be a lot better. Um, but he was asking about, and I would mentioned the Rode Podcaster, which is a USB that goes right into the computer. And uh, he was asking, oh, do, you, do I know of any other microphones? Well, kind of as luck would have it, uh, Vince over at the B Movie Cast had dropped me an email and said, hey, man, I've, I've gone through a lot of stuff and I can give you some advice. So I uh, got on the phone with Vince and was talking with him, and he gave me some really good advice and some good um, uh, what's some recommendations uh, for, for a type of thing. So this will also kind of go to answer maybe some of Ken's questions. So um, one of the, um, the microphones that he was talking about was a Shure, and it's a M S M excuse me, Shure, S-U-R-E, SM57. And it's probably brand new. You can get it for around maybe $99, $100. I saw even on eBay that there were things where you could get the mic, a cord, um, a, uh, a stand, and a couple other things for like $106 all shipped to you for free. Um, yeah, but if you wanted to just maybe get the microphone and the cord, I think you can, if you're lucky and you kind of wait a while, you could probably get it for about half of that, um, maybe around, oh, probably 50 bucks if you're really lucky. I've seen somewhere I've been kind of monitoring what they're going for. Uh, I've seen the lowest I saw one was for about, I think it was around like 35 or $40 right around in there. I think some of them they add in shipping for you. Others they're not going to give you, uh, they're going to give you free shipping. So you may pay a little bit more, but it, it all kind of evens out at the end. Uh, so that was one of, the, one of the microphones that he had recommended. Um, you, know, you can go, of course, the sky's the limit with getting a microphone. You can, you know, you can spend probably thousands of dollars on there. Uh, he had... One that he uses is a pretty high quality one. It's probably around a four or five hundred dollar microphone, I think. Um, and I can't remember right off the top of my head uh, what he said that was. But with that one, I mean, I'm not planning on getting that one anyway. So the one that I'm probably going to go with is actually I'm going to try that Sure microphone. Uh, and then there's another thing that a lot of times with USB or with other stuff that you just plug in, you'll get kind of some of the background noise or hiss from uh, from the microphone picking up stuff from the computer. Uh, one of the things he, uh, Vince, had recommended was it's called Ederol, um, and it's, it's a um, kind of a portable digital recorder. And what I'll do is I'll put some links to these, uh, to the microphone and to the, to the, um, to the recorder at the show notes over at the website. Oh, and that reminds me. Now we'll jump back to the thing. If you can go over to the website and click on those ads that are there, if you see something that interests you, just click on them. Every time you do, I get like you know a penny or two, so it adds up over time. So that uh, that helps me with the cost of of number one with the, just the hosting and, and the domain names, but also will help me um, if I can get a little bit of money coming in off of, of the website. Uh, and it doesn't cost you anything to click, you know. So, but if I can get a little bit of money coming in. You can help maybe me to buy some of the equipment. I can defer some of the costs. So uh, if you guys could do that, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, but getting back to that, uh, Ederol, uh, let me pause here for a second. Okay, what I've done, I'm going to pull one up here on uh, eBay. It's actually the Ederol E-D-I-R-O-L-R-09-H-R. And 
it's a um, it's a digital recorder and what you can do is uh, and then what Vince says that he does is he kind of records into that and then takes the files that he gets from there puts it on his computer and is able to do you know any editing or anything like that that he needs to do his stuff sounds really good and of course he's got a lot more things kind of going on because he has Nick that comes in and then he's got Mary that's joining him now uh, that are doing stuff so he does a lot more and has a lot more involved things going on than than what I would need uh, so that's when you're looking at things like a mixing board and some other things um, this now this this uh, Edderall it's a little pricey it's of course it's come down since it's first uh, it first came out it used to be around like four hundred dollars I think now it's around probably oh maybe two hundred probably in between like that two hundred and fifty and three hundred dollar range depending on where you get it and all that type of stuff but what you can do, and Vince was telling me, is you can take your your Shure microphone and you can run that into that Edderall. Now he does stuff, I guess, through a mixer um, and goes through a mixer and then goes, you know, the mics go into there. But for what I would do is I would have the actual microphone that would then go down actually into that um, uh, Edderall R09HR. Uh, and then I would be able to get maybe a pretty high quality WAV file. I can then take that and convert that down into an MP3 file so that you guys can download it. So they're not like these great big giant files. Uh, but I think the the tone and the quality of the of my show will sound a lot better to you guys. And I think with a better microphone, I'll be able to do uh, a little bit more. Um, also, what's neat about that. Uh, Edderall is that you it does have its own it does have microphones on it and he says that you do get pretty good recording quality with it so that if you want to it's portable um, it has a uh, everything is what do they call it like solid state so it has I guess a uh, an SD memory card that goes on there with it and depending on what size you get probably if you uh, get like a I, I can't remember what Vince if he said he had an 8 gig card on there but anyway i think even probably with a four gig you could probably do for about three or four hours maybe probably within eight you can do lots and lots on there my shows don't generally go that long anyway so probably with a, a smaller sd card i would be fine um but I, again i wanted to thank vince so much for doing that you know that's kind of what i had hoped for with this show is that we put something out there, we put a question out there, and then somebody who has more experience and more knowledge uh, takes the time and the effort, and they say, hey, I can help you out with that. So I really, really appreciate the fact that Vince helped me out uh, with that, and I you know, I got to uh, talk with him on the phone for a while, just a really nice guy. And I have to say that Vince was also very patient with all my dopey questions. So again, Vince, thanks so much for helping me out. I really appreciate it. Appreciate all the advice you gave me. Let's talk about the movie Frozen. And that's an Adam Green movie. Uh, it was on um, a part of our dish thing or something that we get. And that's who, I, who we've got the TV through. Our, our satellite dish is through Dish TV. And one of the things that they did, I don't have any premium channels like the, the HBO or the Showtimes or anything. Um, but one of the things that they did is they did, I think it's Stars and maybe one Encore channel as kind of a customer appreciation thing they're doing that free for a year uh, which eventually probably means they're gonna they're gonna do those movies as part of uh, you know they won't be a pay-per-view thing or something 
or not pay-per-view, but they won't be like a premium channel. So, uh, let's see. Uh, back to the movie Frozen. I'm kind of wandering here a little bit. Um, what the movie is basically about is there's three friends that go up. There's two guys and one girl. Uh, the girl is, a, is the, uh, her name is Parker, is the girlfriend of one of the guys. I can't remember what their, what the guy's names were. Um, but anyway, um, the two guys have, you know, they usually kind of go out and kind of have guy time and do stuff. And, and uh, the one guy without the girlfriend kind of resents her being there. He kind of figures that she's kind of, you know, um, horning in on their time a little bit. So uh, the movie kind of spends, uh, I think, a little bit too much time with, you know, trying to, with their banter and all this stuff. And I thought it could have been, the movie itself is about, oh, an hour, and I want to say almost 30 or 40 minutes long. It could have easily been an hour, uh, and I think it would have been a lot better t just to be reduced. Um, you really have to suspend disbelief. What happens is, is it's sort of the, the ski resort's getting ready to close down. They're getting ready to close the ski runs, and they're, they're going up to the guy, and they say, hey, you know, let us just go one last time. We'll be super fast, and then we'll come back down. And then, you know, and it'll be the last thing. And he kind of relents. And uh, he says, all right, but just make it quick. So they're going up on the, on, the, uh, on the lift, on the ski lift. And what happens is, is um, the guy who lets him go up, there's another dude that comes up and he's like, relieves him or whatever. And uh, he says, hey, there's three more people up there. So when they come down, then you can shut everything down. And the guy's like, okay, cool. So the, uh, the original dude takes off. Well, and this isn't really much of a spoiler. I mean, you, you have to understand that they, they have to have a way to get sort of stuck. Uh, and you kind of know this on the kind of going into the movie. Um, what happens is, is the, the first guy, the guy who actually let them go up on the lift, he leaves, so the second dude is there. He sees three people come down, and so he's thinking, oh, those are the three people. And so he starts to shut stuff down, well, because because he's the second guy and doesn't know what they look like he doesn't understand that those aren't the three that he needs to be watching for um, and and that's that's how they sort of get stuck and then you really have to suspend disbelief on the fact that they can't sort of get down from the ski lift uh, the things that they that they do and they talk about are you know, but I, and I'm not, I don't want to go into it too much because it'll 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 be a spoiler thing. But uh, all in all, you know, it's it's worth watching. Maybe especially if it's as a red box, you're only going to pay a dollar for it. Or if you know you've got uh, one of those movie channels and it comes on, I'd say go ahead and record it and watch it. But uh, I, it wouldn't be something where I would buy the ever buy the DVD of it. Uh, but and, and like I said, it. A lot of the things that they're doing as far as character development and things that happen could have been done a lot better in a uh, in a shorter version. If you just condensed things a little bit, I think it would have gone a lot a lot better towards improving uh, improving the overall um, flow of the movie. Because what happens is you sort of have to you can tell they've they've had scenes in there and just sort of drawn things out to try and get to that feature length. It's time to whip out my pimp cane and beat some knowledge into your heads. So listen up, motherfuckers. 
Hey, 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 it's pimpin' time. All right, uh, one of my favorite podcasts and one that I talk about all the time is the B-Movie Cast, and that's uh, with Vince Rotolo, his wife Mary, and Nick Brown. Uh, again, if you like uh, B-Movies, movies from the 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, exploitation stuff, things like that, uh, that's pretty much their bread and butter over there. Uh, also, you know, Vince is a nice guy because he was helping out old yours truly. So if you haven't given his podcast a listen, I suggest that you do it, uh, especially if you're a, a, a fan of the old movies and uh, like the stuff, especially from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Um, I think on this week's show, the show that his show that's going to release probably today, um, they're going to be doing Fantastic Voyage. Now, another podcast that I've been listening to uh, or a podcaster, I guess I should say, that I've been listening to, and I listen to him all the time, he is Scott Segler. You've heard me mention him before. He just, uh, not too long ago, finished up the Ancestor novel, the podcast version of that, and now he's kind of going back into uh, the Rookie universe, which is what the Rookie was about. It was a uh, uh, kind of like a galactic football league, so it's kind of like football and Star Wars and gangster stuff kind of combined. Uh, and he's doing the second book in that, which is the series. The one thing that he did in the very first one, uh, when he did the podcast, it was much more geared toward adult, and it was much it was much more similar uh, to some of the way that he does and tells his stories, and especially with the language and some of the the grittiness and the edginess of it. Uh, in now, what he wanted to do when he did the book version of the rookie. And he's doing the same with the starter. Is he wanted to make it kind of a young adult thing, so he toned down a lot of it. Um, and I much prefer the the I guess you could say more the adult version. And it's not that he that the story doesn't flow or isn't isn't done well or the dialogue isn't okay, but because the the uh, version of the story that I experienced had more adult language in it. And had much more, it seemed like a gritty edge and seemed to mesh more with what he's he's done in the past. Uh, it seems like this is, uh, it almost seems like you can tell that it's been toned down a little bit. Uh, so I, I kind of wished and he would do a, a podcast version where he has more of an adult thing. But he's, you know, he can't. That's just going to be probably too much work uh, to go back through and do something like that. But it's still a good story. I mean, he's a good author. I like the way that he writes. I like the, you know, I like the stories that he tells and everything. So, uh, again, that's the starter. If you go over just and type in iTunes, Scott Sigler, you'll, he'll pop up and you can, you can get his feed where it has, he has basically one big feed where everything kind of comes through. And then he also has, if you wanted to buy the actual books, you could go over to his website and uh, check that stuff out there. Uh, speaking of books, I'm, I've just started, and I, we, I, mean, I, well, I haven't really started, I've got the actual book now, but uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, so I'm going to start reading that and see kind of what I what I think. It's got a lot of hype. I've tried not to listen too much to it, you know, and how everybody says it's the uh, the best thing since sliced bread. Um, you know, but I'll be going to it and just see if I can get into it and if I like it. So, but usually good writing is good writing so hopefully i'll like the story but i'll let you guys know i'll give it a i'll give it a shot uh let's see what else uh i talked about frozen i'm trying to think of some of the other movies that i had seen oh i think i've talked a little bit about them before but i know i know i've mentioned anime before but one of the the things that um that since i can 
uh, stream movies from Netflix a little bit easier. One of the things that I have been doing is I've been watching, you know, either on my iPod or have been watching stuff on uh, just on the computer of uh, of different um, different things that I probably maybe wouldn't necessarily watch. Uh, one of the things that I that I watched was a uh, oh what the heck was that called? Um, it was it's called Superman slash Batman Apocalypse Apocalypse excuse me, and it's a it's a Marvel thing. What I like about some of the new Marvel things and they're and they're doing and they're releasing it basically either what we would call like straight to DVD or straight to video. Um, so they're not they're not gearing these storylines and things toward uh, an audience that would be watching them on TV. So they're a little bit more adult. They're a little bit more gritty in nature, and I really like some of those. So I would recommend, uh, like I said, there was Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. There was um, I'm trying to think of. I think I talked about some of the other stuff that I've watched. Uh, there was Batman, one called Batman Under the Red Hood, which was really good. And these were not Mar did I say Marvel? I meant DC. So I'm sure there's some uh, fellow comic nerds out there who are going, what'd you say? But uh, yeah, it's DC. Um, and let's see, I think that's kind of about it for what I've been watching lately. Um, you know what, I think we're going to go ahead and draw it to a close. I uh, So what I'm going to do is go ahead and drop in a song here. I'm taking sort of a page from Vince's book. Uh, over at B Movie Cast, where he plays the music at the end. I used to try and play him more in the middle to break stuff up, but I think I actually kind of like it having it toward the end, so that if you're not a real big fan of the music, you can just go ahead and fast forward through it. Okay, my monkeys, I will talk to you next time.
The song was provided courtesy of Music Alley from Mevio. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Houdini!